Hey, you little Franks and beanies. This episode is sponsored by Ballsy. Ballsy is a fun and playful, never boring brand of below the belt personal care products for men. But ladies, I'm going to be real. This brand has us in mind when it comes to product benefits. Say goodbye to funky junk and buy your guy the I'm Nuts About You gift set, which includes ball wash, nut rub, which is a solid cologne that comes in six fragrances, and sack spray, which is a portable deodorizing spray great for freshening up on the go. And just in time for Valentine's Day, pick up the Your Incredibles heart box, which includes three nut rub solid colognes, including a limited edition scent, Drifts and Dunes. These products are not just high quality, they're products you can feel good about. Not only are they free of parabens, sulfates, and synthetic dyes, but they are made right here in the good old U.S. of A. And best of all, ladies, they are affordable. That's right, I know you love a good deal. So the gift sets that we just mentioned are normally just $45. But, because we love you so, our listeners get an exclusive discount. Use the coupon code FRANK20 at checkout for a huge 20% discount off your order. So don't delay. Visit www.ballwash.com right now to get your products in plenty of time for the holiday. If you've wondered about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, everybody. Frank and Beans, the sex and relationship podcast. Where I'm Beth. And I'm Brian. And it is our 69th episode today. Oh, <laughs> we made it. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> started at zero. Now we're at 69. Yeah. It was so funny. I don't know what made me think of it today. Like, I was just like, uh, you know, I'm writing the episode and I'm like, what should I put for the intro? And I was like, I feel like we're almost at 70 episodes. So maybe I'll say something about. 70th episode or try to like i don't know think of something clever that way but then it yeah. was like boom episode 69 enough said <laughs> there it is yeah i knew we were getting close to 72 but my brain didn't didn't lock on to the 69 so i mean my brain just knew it was meant to be <laughs> <laughs> i mean imagine that my brain being stuck at 69 <laughs> <laughs> right i mean i guess that makes sense because yeah it, i my dating life has been lacking, so I don't know. My my mind's not there. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really focused on comedy and all that other stuff, so it just has not been in the forefront of my brain. No, that makes sense. I'm practically a virgin again. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, last week we talked about sex positivity Absolutely. Which was a great episode. It's a lot of fun. Just like kind of gave a little history about the sex positive movement and why it's so important in our lives. And yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I liked it. And, you know, that's there's a lot of uh, empowering information out there for everybody. For uh, sure. Sex positive. Yeah. Yeah. I just like I, I still can't get over like thinking about the initial like movement 
and about how like people were like fighting for the right to like interracial date. Like it's just, right. you know what I mean? Like you just think I'm sure in like 30 years from now, we'll look back on today and be like, holy shit. I can't believe whatever used to be a big deal. Right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Like, like uh homosexual rights or anything like that. 30 exactly. Years from now, it's going it to like, even be a thing. Oh, completely. Yeah. I hope like, I genuinely hope that's the way the future goes, but for sure. I mean, by just doing this little show, we're doing our part for the movement, I think. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, in other updates, uh, cousin Eddie that moved in across the street, finally <laughs> moved his goddamn white trash camper out of the middle of the road. So <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe it. he emptied his shitter and now he moved. I guess so. They were like hand painting the side of it today too. I was like, "What is even happening right now?" That is amazing. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> paint? Do you put on metal? I don't know, but I'm sure whatever it is is not hand paint. <laughs> That, that sounds very, like, Waynesville-ish, though. <laughs> it's very Waynesville. <laughs> they're, they're painting uh, the fish logos, the PH fish, oh, yeah. on the side, and they're going to follow them on tour or some bullshit. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see them around at the watering hole. <laughs> <laughs> Just remind them to bring cocaine. Uh, yeah, because you can get your dick hoovered or whatever it was. What did she say? Dick swallowed. Dick swallowed. Dick swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Oh, man. Um, Well, as a little quick reminder before we jump into the episode here, uh, don't forget to visit our Patreon page, which is www.patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Frank and Beans. That's the words Frank and Beans, all lowercase, and become a sponsor of the show. Yeah. And you can get. We need to put the uh, the three dollar donation up there for a beer. Yeah, that's. A- we do have a a brewery that's interested in doing some cross promotion. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. Plus, you can get some neat swag. You can get a shout out on the show, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun stuff there. Uh, bonus content, all that good jazz. And if you have ideas for your own episodes, don't forget to email us. At FNB podcast. That's the letters FNB podcast at gmail.com. And what else should yeah. our listeners do, Bray? Um, definitely give us a five star uh, rating on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. What's the other one? iHeartRadio. Uh, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook. Our, our Facebook is lit, yo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We suck at all the other social medias, but <laughs> our Facebook meme game is on fire. Yes, it is. <laughs> and by we, I, I mean Brian. <laughs> well, you know, um, not working. Um, I have lots of time to peruse the internets God, and um, find you. the best memes. <laughs> I hate you so much. Is your life just like so happy right now? No, it is not. I left the house like three times last week. <laughs> It's been pretty sad. You're just like a crazy hermit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Just like cranking one out a hundred times a day. Like <laughs> you're like, why did I ever leave the house and go to work before? That right. was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Jobs are dumb. Jobs are stupid. <laughs> yeah. But you've also done quite a nice job on uh, working on sponsorships while you've been 
Yeah, I, I need to get uh, need to get more because we only get one out of the um, the ballsy. That's okay. They're a great. That's okay. They're a great sponsors. So anyway, today's topic is contraception. Yeah, always a good thing. Um, I think this kind of uh, backpacks off of the sex positivity. Yeah. It's such a clinical sounding word, isn't it? Contraception. Actually, one of my very best friends who is no longer with us, but his last name was Concepcion. Oh. (laughs) Just like that name used to drive me crazy. I'm like, it's (laughs) just like, I loved you, Savi. You were so wonderful. But the last name Concepcion was just like so much for me to deal with. Right. (laughs) The the Latin word. Right. (laughs) Contraception, the root word, Latin. Well, I think it's concept, like conception, which is like when you're, because you know, conception is when you create a baby, and contraception is preventing creating a baby. Which we're all fans of. I mean, the art of making a baby, <laughs> yes, but not like baby making, but not making well, no, babies. <laughs> we're fans of not making babies. Yeah, but. yeah. Conception, so no. This- contraception, yay. Yeah. <laughs> And Absolutely. and because we are just peer reviewed as fuck, my source for this episode was the Center for Disease Control. Yeah, that seems like a good one. It doesn't get any more peer reviewed than that. So, no. What is contraception, Brian? Well, it's birth control. It's ways to um, prevent having a baby. That is for sure. Yeah, and it also prevents. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, it also sometimes can prevent STDs. Hell yeah. Which we're also a fan of. Prevent those right. Get tested. Right. It's like the goalie for your genitals. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like the uh, Corey Crawford of your (laughs) (laughs) hoo-ha. I'd Uh, want all good ones. Definitely. Thank you. So... Um, there's a lot of considerations that people have to take into account when they're deciding on birth control, though, because especially in today's day and age, ever since the sex positive movement, thank you, 60s mm-hmm. and 70s, there are a lot of options out there. And so before you even get into what different types are out there, you have to think about what different types of things are going to be important to take into consideration when you're making these choices. So uh, the first one is definitely safety. Um, And that can mean a lot of different things. Like safety can be, you know, like, again, like preventative measures for STDs. It can also mean like safety in terms of like some people uh, can't take estrogen and some people, Um, you know, I mean, (laughs) if you have a very large penis partner, my understanding (laughs) is that IUDs can sometimes hurt. Get knocked out of place? Well, not necessarily get knocked out of place, but I have a friend that told me a story about how, let's just say it might as well have gone spearfishing into his (laughs) penis and (laughs) hurt him badly. No, yeah. So that, that would be a safety consideration. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So there's a lot of different things, and there's oh, there's one story that I'm going to tell later on when it comes to the specific kind, but it is like the most frightening thing to me in the world, and it's a real life story that somebody I know had happened to them. So 
So yeah, safety is a consideration. Also, effectiveness. Very important. Yeah. So every different kind of contraception is going to come with its pros and cons. But one of those that, um, that I made sure to note on every single one of these when we go through talking about them is uh, the failure rate. Yeah. Because <laughs> let's be honest, uh, if you're having a lot of sex, which I'm not lately, but <laughs> <laughs> if I was having the amount of sex that I was wishing to be having, if something has a 27% failure rate, yeah, that means I could get knocked up one out of four times I fuck. Yeah. And no, ma'am, that is not enough effectiveness. <laughs> That number is not high enough. If it is essentially not 100% effective, no way. (laughs) You'll notice when we get to it that I am absolutely on the number one statistically most effective birth control. And you'll also note that I am 38 years old, getting very close to 39. I don't like to think about that, but here we are. (laughs) And I'm baby free. Yeah. Have always been. So. So that's a that's a good success story. That is a great success story. But we'll get to yeah. that type. So. Yeah. Uh, another really important thing is availability. Mm-hmm. And that can be a couple of different things, you know. Um, availability can be accessibility. So do you even have the, you know, like people obviously like in third world countries and stuff or even who are just you know, maybe you don't have health insurance, so you can't go get the pill because you don't like without health. If you can't afford to get health insurance, you probably can't afford to go to a doctor and get a prescription for the pill or to get an IED or something. So you have to think about accessibility in terms of, can you even go get it? But Mm -hmm. then also affordability. Because a lot of people can't, you know, again, like going back to, if you don't have insurance, you probably can't afford to have an IED put in. Right. But at no, the same, that makes sense. But at the same time, if you don't have insurance and you can't afford to get an IUD, you definitely can't afford a baby. Very good point. So, so availability. I always love those memes. Those memes where it has like the diapers next to the condoms. <laughs> and the diapers are like 34 bucks and the condoms are like six. Dude, that is fucking genius marketing <laughs> right there. But it's so true. Right. It's yeah. like, think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God. So yeah, that's definitely true. Plus, I mean, yeah, I'll just go on record. I have an IUD and it is the greatest thing to happen in my life. Like there is no amount of money that can take the place of like the peace of mind that I never have to worry about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no oops. There hasn't been an oops in the four years I've had it. <laughs> like, yeah. Or an uh oh, or maybe I should go get the, you know, no, nothing. <laughs> it's so lovely. So, um, but acceptability is another concern, which, okay, so like, there's a lot of people that have like religious, you know, like if you are like a diehard Catholic, it's very important to your religion that you don't have birth control. Mm-hmm. Or you don't use like um, unnatural methods of birth control, I guess I would say. Right. So acceptability, you know, not only that, but just, you know, whatever your own personal like 
not just belief system, but feelings are about each thing. Like, <laughs> acceptability. Like, I think about the one where they inject it in your arm, and I'm right. like, nice try, government. Okay? <laughs> like, I see you coming. I see you. I see you, Donnie. Okay. <laughs> You're okay, not, CIA. You're not tracking me, gangster. Okay. <laughs> right. I don't think so. Also, that's so creepy. And this girl at work used to have that, and she used to just sit there and play with it in her arm. Oh, And weird. it just made me fucking gag. Ugh. So that would be weird. Personal acceptability is a huge part of it. <laughs> yeah. But there's also other things to take in consideration, too. Like, for instance, while hormonal contraceptives and IUDs are highly effective at preventing pregnancy, they don't protect against STDs. Right. So, does that then make the condom the most bang for your buck? Do you end up using more than one? These are all important things to take into consideration. And there's nothing stopping anybody from doubling up on different types of contraceptions. Absolutely, yeah. Like, if you want to do an IUD and a condom, go for it. Yeah. It's probably not a bad idea. And at the end of the day, really, it's your responsibility. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. your partner should be involved, too. Unfortunately, even in the year 2020, guys don't have to take a whole lot of responsibility for this topic. Like, the most that you can really do, besides a vasectomy, which is pretty drastic... Is Mm -hmm. to use condoms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So women, it's definitely, at the end of the day, our responsibility to make sure that we don't get pregnant. And it's not that hard if you just make the right decisions, make informed decisions for your own body, then, yeah. You, too, can be almost 39 and (laughs) baby-free. Baby-free. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) You know how, like, at factories, man, like, 39 days without an incident. <laughs> it's like, 39 years without an incident. <laughs> anyway. So, why don't we just jump right into, what are the different methods of birth control, Brian? Yeah. Um, let's see. Reversible methods. Is that where we're at? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that includes. What is this word? Intrauterine. <laughs> Intrauterine contraceptive. These are the IUDs. Um, gotcha. So the first one is copper T. It is small T shaped. Uh, doctors place it inside the uterus. It's good for up to 10 years. And a failure rate of 0.8%. Not too shabby. Not bad at all. Is is it really made out of copper, though? Is that just the name? It really is. And it's like, okay. I guess... That doesn't seem safe, does it? It is. As a matter of fact, it actually is. Um, okay. So this is, again, like one of the only downsides of this is that some people do react badly to it. But I mm-hmm. think it's more of like personal, like, you know, just how some people are like allergic to certain metals and stuff. Sure. Um, you know, if you like, if you have a bad reaction to the copper or, I mean, even just like the plastic and the things that it's made out of the good Mm -hmm. thing about these, the IUDs are, is that they can be taken out immediately, but they need to be taken out by your doctor. Just like the doctor is the one that has to 
insert it into the uterus. If you're going to take it out, do not just pull that string by yourself, sis, because it's going to be pain Mm. and suffering town population you. (laughs) 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 And possibly injuring yourself, which is going to take you out of sexual commission for a while, which obviously defeats the whole purpose, right? Right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, not too bad. The next one is my personal choice. And favorite, it is. And I knew I was going to have to do this word because there <laughs> was literally no way that you were going to be able to read it. Appreciate it. Yeah. But it's levonorgestrel intrauterine system. And this is much like the copper tea, but it doesn't have the metal. It is a small T-shaped device, just like the copper one. It's inserted by your doctor. Um, but it releases a small amount of progestin daily, which is a hormone. Um, it's good for three to six years. Like the one that I'm on was good for five years. And mm-hmm. it has almost the absolute lowest fail rate possible, which is 0. 0.1 to 0.4%. Yeah. So, yeah, there's almost no way you're getting pregnant on this. Those are good. Those are good odds. Yeah, definitely. I like those odds. Yeah, absolutely. One out of one Beths can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? So the next method is the hormonal method. Um, and we'll start with the implant. This is what you were talking about that your coworker <laughs> was playing with. <laughs> so the implant is a thin rod inserted under the skin of a woman's arm. Mm-hmm. It, re- it releases, I'm sorry, releases progesterone. Is that right? Progestin. Progestin. Uh, it's good for up to three years and a fail rate of 0.01%. Yeah. So That's it is. Huge. Yeah. I mean, that is like the number one awesome thing about this particular type is that, yeah, the fail rate is definitely the lowest out of any form even yeah. even vasectomies and tube sign. It's a yeah. lower fail rate. Isn't that nuts? Just yeah, just don't play with it. Under don't fucking arm. play with that shit, okay? <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> also, the government may or may not be tracking you. I'm just That's saying a good point. at that yeah. point. Ugh. I mean, I guess they could be tracking me with the IUD too, but... Sure. Any type of implant, I'm sure they could, if they wanted to, that badly right. track you. I feel like that's more of like a copper IUD thing, right? Mm. <laughs> Mine's just plastic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Anyway, uh, next is the injection or shot, which um, I don't. Really, I haven't heard too many people getting this these days. Um, Mm -hmm. But I remember, like, when I first started having sex, this was, like, the new, like, awesome thing. Because when I first started having sex, like, basically the pill was the only option. Yeah. And, I mean, this is 20 years ago, you know. But, like, so the injection or shot, uh, women get a progestin shot in the butt or arm. You go in and get it by your doctor every three months. Um, The fail rate is 4%, which, again, at the time was, like, unprecedented. Right. The problem, it's a shot. So once it's in your bloodstream, it can't be taken out. 
Unlike yeah, every, in essentially everything else, you can immediately take it back, right? Or even the sure. oral, like like oral contraceptives, it's a one day pill. So like once it's through your system, it's through your system. However, with the injection or shot, it can't be taken out. It's in your bloodstream, and it will take three months to get out of your bloodstream. And mm-hmm. this is the scary story that I was talking about. So the first person that I ever knew that got this. She worked with me at a bar, one of the first bars I ever worked at, and she had a side effect where her hair started falling out. No way. Yes. And again, (laughs) once it starts, you can't stop it. You can't Ah. take it out. It's in your bloodstream for three months. So her hair was steadily falling out for three months. That's crazy. It's terrifying. <laughs> right. And at that point, you don't need to worry about contraceptives because you're not having sex when you're Right. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> also, the other scary thing with that, I know it says that, you know, it lasts for three months, but everyone is different and everyone's got, you know, a different metabolism. And True. if you're counting on this thing to, to work for 90 days and you've got a high metabolism and it wears off at 87 days. Right. Now what do you do? Yeah. And you never know. Like, let's say you're like on a fitness journey. And so you're working out every day or something, you know, like who knows how all those different little things can affect it. Uh huh. But I remember at the time it was literally like people were like, well, it's worth it because I can't remember to take the pill every day. And the fail rate was like, it was again at the time unprecedented. By the way, that's a burp. So everybody drink. (laughs) Take a drink. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, the injection of shot, you know, it's good maybe if you can't remember the pill, but, again, tread lightly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be very scary. I wonder if there's a way that you can test, like, how long it actually is in your system without getting pregnant. (laughs) Right. Well, and, again, it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. 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 So the next one is the um, combined oral contraceptives, uh, a.k.a. the pill. Um, it's uh, revolutionary when collectively uh, society dubs it the pill. Yeah, that's that was just my personal side note. Like you no, yeah, know absolutely. that, like you know that an invention is revolutionary when when someone says the pill, Not that's pill. the fucking pill. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. It's the, like uh, Xerox and Kleenex. Yeah, like the pill gets <laughs> to be the one that prevents us from having babies. Like, right. fuck aspirin, fuck everything else. Right, like, this is the pill. This is the pill. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So it contains estrogen and progestin. Uh, it's prescribed by doctors. Uh, must take same time each day. And again, that's kind of the same thing that I was talking about. Like with a high metabolism, can you burn this off in 22 hours? Can you burn it off in 20 hours? You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You never know. Well, no, I mean, the pill, though, it's every day. So mm-hmm. it's like the the biggest thing with the pill is that you have to take it at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the effectiveness goes down. Sure. And if you miss a day, you have to immediately, like, start using double, like, contraceptives again. They say, like, if you miss a day or you don't take it at the same time the day before, you better just use a backup plan. Gotcha. 
Because I remember I was on the pill for a long, long time, and I am not what you would call uh, good at doing things at the same time every day. I mean, I'm not regimented. Like, I'm very organized, but I'm not regimented at all. Like, I'm a loose cannon. So um, (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know sometimes if I'm going to be awake in 24 hours from now. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, So that was tough for me, which was like taking it at the same time every day. And then let's say you didn't take it. Oh shit. I took it at 4 PM instead of like 9 Mm AM. You would be like, then every time like you'd be like, Oh, please come period. Please come. Because you're like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it would just be so stressful because you're like, what if that was the one time that I fucked it up? You know? Sure. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, if you're over 35 smoke, have history of blood clots or breast cancer, doctors, advise against this form of contraceptive. Yeah. So there's and a lot of Yeah. And it's got a fail rate of 7%, which yeah. I didn't realize it was that high. Oh, yeah. I've heard a ton of stories about people getting pregnant on the pill. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say, yeah, probably like 7% of people I know. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Then they also have pills that are just progestin only. So, uh... These pills are basically the same concept, but they just don't contain estrogen because there are a lot of people who can't, for one medical reason or another, take estrogen. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's basically the same thing as above. You know, it's just, you know, the fail rate, 7%, same thing. It's just that they do make some without estrogen is a good thing to point out for anybody that might have those concerns. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Under the next? Yeah. The next is uh, the patch, or just patch, maybe not the patch. Yeah, the patch. I would say the okay. patch. <laughs> the patch kind of makes you think of the anti-smoking one, though. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. That's the patch. <laughs> That's the patch. This is a patch. <laughs> so it's worn on the lower abdomen, buttocks, or upper body. Uh, it releases estrogen and progestion into the bloodstream. Uh, new patch, one week. One per weeks. week. One per week for three weeks. Exactly. So it lasts for... Okay, gotcha. It lasts for three weeks. No, 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 no. You put one on per week for three weeks. So, like, you put a new patch on Sunday, then the next Sunday, new one, then the next Sunday, new one. Gotcha. And then during the fourth week, you just don't wear a patch, and that's when you have a period. It's kind of like with the pills. The pills, Mm -hmm. you have a 28-day pack, and then the first 21 days are all... um, the estrogen or estrogen and progestin pills. Then the last week are just water pills that mm-hmm. you still take them every day because it makes you stay in that habit of taking it every makes day. Sense. Yeah. But it's just a water pill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the patch also has a fail rate of 7%. So kind of same thing as the pill. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Again, this is kind of, you know, the patch is a little antiquated. Like, I haven't really heard of anyone using that for a long time. But when it was first out, it was, like, the hot shit. (laughs) Well, sure, yeah. Like you were saying, you've only got to put a patch on each week. Right. You don't have to think about taking a pill every day at the same time. Exactly. And it's less risky than the shot was because if you had negative side effects, boom, you just take the patch off and you're cool, you know. Makes sense, yeah. So, yeah. Um, another one that was, like, very... These were all very kind of big at the same time. Like, I don't know what... It was, like, the late 90s was, like, a huge... It seemed like a huge, like, 
burst in the birth control mm-hmm. like industry because these all I remember all kind of coming out at the same time. So it was like the shot, the patch, uh, the contraceptive ring is the next mm-hmm. one. Um, so this releases progestin and estrogen. Um, it's just like a little plastic ring that you place inside the vagina. Uh, you wear it for three weeks and then you take it out for the fourth week. And during that fourth week you have the period. And then again, you just put the new ring in the week after that. So, um, kind of similar to the patch, um, kind of similar to the pills during, you know, you, you have to monitor your cycle and make sure you're putting it in and out, you know, during the right time periods. Mm-hmm. Um, the fail rate 7%. So it's really similar. But one of yeah. the things I always wondered about this was like, what if he has a big pee pee? I mean, personal story, I have knocked one of these out before. Really? Yes, yeah. And, uh, you know, not because I have a big penis or anything like that, but this has fallen out. Right, and it's like, it's like, it can't be that big. No. It it can't be bigger than a lot of penises I've had sex with. (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking about the ring or my penis? The ring! Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I don't know, Brian. I don't know what your penis looks like. So. That's, that's a good point. If this yeah. is the first time listening to the show, Beth and I have not had sex. Exactly. <laughs> like, we were like, well, when you were here, Brian, you were like, we forgot our brother-sister shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that's only because there was hot girls at the bar. That's it's true. Like, that's true. They see us together, they automatically assume. Assume we're chances, together, yeah. My fail rate at that point is 100%. Right. We're just cock-blocking each other. It's like, when you're hot ass best friend is sitting next to you girls are just like well that dude's taken <laughs> right yeah we need our brother sister shirts <laughs> yeah needed the brother sister shirts but anyway <laughs> but yeah i always wondered about that so it's interesting to hear that you've actually like you know would you consider yourself to be like average size yeah for the record yeah. okay so even like an average size penis is likely to knock this thing out and i'm always like what right. happens if like does it go through it? Is it supposed to go through it? And like, what again, what if it's too big? Does it just like push it all the way up into your fucking like fallopian tubes? Right. I mean, I want to say it was, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it was bigger than I would have thought. Was um, it? Okay. Yeah. So like, I mean, would you it's just not try like a... it on the penis before you stick it? <laughs> you're like, right. you're like, well, like, let's see here. <laughs> Yeah. Are you just dropping like uh, cock rings out of your vagina? What's happening now? Yeah. No, it was. (laughs) I would also feel weird about having to like retrieve it afterwards. Like that seems like a lot of really getting all up in there in your cell. Because how far do you have to put it in? Right. If you know the answer to this or have any input. Email us at fnbpodcast at gmail.com. Please do. Because this is a legitimate like. I think I've wondered for a long, long time. Yeah. And the thing was, and it kind of like, kind of concerned me. She didn't put it back in. She's like, oh, that fell out. Oh, and it you're went like, the no, nightstand. the fuck it didn't. Oh. You're like, guess what else fell out then for the night? My penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Guess what else fell out? <laughs> My boner. <laughs> it's It's down for the count, too. <laughs> you know me better than that. It was not <laughs> right. You're like, well, I'll just pull well, out <laughs> This is a minor detail, All right? Right. Okay. Anyway. 
Brian, you know how they say that abstinence is the best form of contraception? I would like to go on record saying that that is not true. Oh, and what is the best form of contraception then, Beth? Poor genital hygiene. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing more likely to make me fake an emergency in the bedroom than the discovery of a smelly undercarriage. Oh, that's a good call. That's something I used to worry about until I started using Ballsy, our sponsorship for the show. Brian, you couldn't be more right. In fact, I recently purchased the ball wash to keep in my own shower just in case. It's been just the thing to turn a Lord no moment into an (laughs) oh God moment when a date takes an unexpected sexy turn. That's pretty genius, Beth. Beanies, if you want to make sure you have a backup plan that has a sexy ending, visit www.ballwash.com today. And don't forget to use coupon code FRANK20 at checkout to get 20% off this life-changing product today. All right. So the next method is the barrier method. Uh, the first one barrier that we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm sorry? Methods. The, uh, methods, plural. Yeah, because there are several. Methods. There's several. The first one we'll talk about is the diaphragm. Or cervical cup. Cap. So this is placed inside the vagina to cover cervix to block sperm. This is, again, like a really 90s. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember, like, no, I think it's the next one. We're like, Elaine, that Seinfeld episode where, like, Elaine mm-hmm. is panicking <laughs> and she can't get her sponge anymore. But, yeah, right. these are, like, very 90s, like, forms of birth control. <laughs> right. So this is uh, shaped like a shallow cup. Uh, before sex, it's in uh, insert cup with spermicide to block or kill sperm. There's different sizes. Interesting. Uh, so best to go to a doctor to get a proper fit first. Yeah. <laughs> like you're getting a tailored suit or something like that. Right. right. Well, it kind of makes sense, though, because if the idea is if it's just blocking sperm and sperm are like, obviously, like micro sized. Sure. If your like vag is too wide <laughs> like yeah. and, and it can get around it then it's not mm-hmm. really doing its job you know what i mean so yeah, what they were so. saying was like you have to go to a doctor to get a proper fit first but then the nice thing is like the barrier methods the nice thing about these is these are all like over the counter availability so yeah. unlike the methods before like the where it's uh the hormonal methods you have to get it prescribed Mm-hmm. These, you don't have to get them prescribed. So the accessibility for most people is a lot better. But the cons- the warning, I guess, yeah, and the caveat to this first one is, like, it's best to go to a doctor first, but you yeah. don't have to keep going to the doctor like you do with the other methods to get it. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. It also has a fail rate of 17%. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, that's like one in five times what? that you could get pregnant. No. No. 17%. I mean, maybe, maybe that's good enough for some people. It's better than nothing. That's true. These that are all true. 17% is better than 100%. You Very know what true. I mean? So. Mm. The sponge is the next one. That was the one that was on that Seinfeld episode of Elaine, where she was like freaking out because they weren't making it anymore. Are you sponge worthy? Yeah. Yeah, Are you sponge worthy? Because she only had like one left and she was like, "Uh -uh, I'm not using this on anyone that doesn't deserve it. (laughs) But basically the sponge contains spermicide, uh, is placed inside the vagina and kind of fits over the cervix. Like, so basically like blocks 
I guess it does both words. Like, it blocks sperm, but it also kills it on the way in because it has spermicide. So uh, it does work for 24 hours, which is nice. Um, And it must be left inside the vagina for at least six hours after the last sex act of intercourse. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you want to make sure because obviously sperm live for like up to six hours or whatever, or three days, I think. But I think that these will kill all of it by that time period, is what that I'm saying. That makes sense, yeah. But the nice thing is, is once you're done, you remove it, you discard it, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about this form of birth control is that the fail rates between if you've had a baby or not had a baby are drastically different. Yeah. So if you have never had a baby and you are in the no babies for life club like me, <laughs> you have 14% fail rate with this method, which is actually which is better. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than the, uh, what was the last one? We diaphragm. Yeah. Yeah. The diaphragm. Okay. But if you've had a baby before fail rate, 27 motherfucking percent. <laughs> That's almost one out of three. Like, are you kidding me right now? And why is it why is it the difference? I mean, a 13% jump just because you've had a baby before? I think it's because your vagina's wider. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. More if your room. cervix is a little more if you're this we're talking soccer goal versus hockey goal. <laughs> Corey Crawford, Pele. <laughs> Good point. Okay. Yeah. I needed the sports analogy on that one. Yeah. We always just, <laughs> yeah. So the next one is the male condom. And as the name suggests, it's worn by the man. <laughs> the name you don't say, Brian. <laughs> right. I will be playing the role I'm... of uh, Captain Obvious today. <laughs> I was way off on that one. <laughs> so as we all know, I mean, I think everyone's had experience with a condom. That's probably the most experience of contraceptives that most people have had. Right. Yeah. So um, it prevents sperm from entering the woman's body. Always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it prevents pregnancy and STDs. Yeah. That's like the yeah. big one with this thing. I don't think any of the previous ones we've talked about have prevented STDs. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just it is again, it's that whole scale of um, they're more effective. However, mm-hmm. they, you know, again, it doesn't do everything it could. So some are more effective in terms of what they do as a whole. And some are less effective or more effective in terms of just pregnancy prevention. Yeah. Fair. So, um, so lambskin and natural prevent pregnancy, but not STD. That is interesting. I just thought that that was something important to point out. That's so important because the weird thing, we'll, we're going to do a weird like religious sex episode at some point, but Mormons, they use lambskin. Really? And they pass it down to their kids. Like this is a family heirloom. Fucking Stop. <laughs> It's like the crotch display is a family heirloom. That's yeah, generation. They will pass down their lambskin uh, condoms. Oh my god! Do you think How it... would you? Uh, uh, that is so weird. Like, mm. if my dad ever gave me a used condom, I would never speak to him again. Are you kidding me? Uh, That's so yeah, fucking like... weird. This was worn by your mother. I'm sorry, worn by your father to fuck your mother, and now it's your turn to use it. 
to try no. to prevent more of you. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> Honestly. And it's not uh, like Mormons are reeling it back. Like, first of all. Right. You know that those are the families with like the most kids. Right. And on top of that, I mean, they're polyamorous, so uh, God. we're going to stop talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save it for another episode. Yeah, save it for the religion episode, I guess. But I yeah. thought it was just important to point out that it's pregnancy preventative, but not STDs, because that is one of the like many upsides of like the pro category for the condom itself. But right. don't think yeah, that all of them natural. do. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Also, it seems very Asheville. Like, let's get a natural. (laughs) Like, I bet a lot of dudes around here are trying to bang chicks with fucking natural condoms and be like, "Get that shit out of here." Yeah, no, no. Go get a Trojan like a grown up. (laughs) 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 So it's got a fail rate of thirteen percent, which seems high high to me. Too Um, high. Too high. Um, Do not use oil-based lube or petroleum jelly. Uh, they will weaken or break the condom. I, again, thought that was like a very important disclaimer to make. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I don't want nobody going out there and being like, damn, Beth, I used condoms like you said, and diddly-doo. And, yeah, because, right. then you, you know. Before you know it, Frankenbeans is being held liable for someone's pregnancy. Right. Also, mm-hmm. just bring your own. If you're going to use condoms, you never know. Girls are shady sometimes. Like, help. Oh, sure. Yeah, look, I brought this condom for us to use. I swear I didn't riddle it with holes before I got here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it would I, not I, be you... the first time that happened on planet Earth. It's not like I made that up. Right, yeah. Now, in the fail rate of 13%, that's probably based on, like... The condom breaking and the male just being a douchebag and not saying anything about it. Exactly, yeah. Or sometimes, I mean, like... You never know. Like sometimes, if you're just like boning hard, it could like fall off while it's in there, and you don't even know. That yeah, I, that could be true. You've yeah. never had to fish one out, Brian. Come on, tell the truth. <laughs> no, I have. You're right. Maybe I told you that story. I think that's where I'm getting that from, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, goodness, that was. You like a miner's vagina. hat on. It's like the light. <laughs> a very tight vagina and just took it right off me yeah just (laughs) (laughs) were you there because that's exactly how it sounded (laughs) oh my god oh jesus murphy okay uh so moving on the next one is the female condom which i have never actually seen this in real life by the way they're huge i mean they are like i did look at it on the internet and it was fucking huge yeah it would be like putting a plastic Walmart bag inside your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So it prevents the sperm from entering, which is good. But right. it also prevents like air atoms and a new zip code from entering. <laughs> this is that huge. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway, it can be inserted up to eight hours beforehand. What? Why? Because, like, let's say you're going out with your girlfriends and you're just, like, ready to get fucked that night. You, okay. You stick that Walmart bag up in there. 
<laughs> that makes sense. Like I, and then you're I've just never... ready to fuck in that, like you know, club bathroom or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> the other upside, it may prevent STDs. Yeah. May meaning not a hundred percent again, but it's better than nothing. Sure. Fail rate twenty one percent. Fuck. Huge. Yeah, that's one out of five times. I would have I wonder if anyone's thought of putting the Walmart bag in first, then the female con. <laughs> That would put the fail rate at, at zero. <laughs> that's, just, that's how you overcome this fail rate. <laughs> also, just like <laughs> going to the club and dancing around with the Walmart bag in your vagina cannot be fun. No. 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 It's so huge. Look it up <laughs> online, or we should post a picture of it on the website. Or not, oh, I'm sorry, fair. on the Facebook. There's another yeah. burp. Take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Next is spermicide. Yeah. Uh, um, and as the name suggests, it kills sperm. <laughs> Homicide, suicide, spermicide. Ter- uh, what not there a, yeah, genocide. Genocide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it comes in foam, gel, cream, film, suppository, or tablet forms. I 100% spelled that phonetically. <laughs> For me, just for me. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Appreciate it. Let me do a little. Uh, let me do a little spell I, check. Here. I am aware that it's spelled wrong. Same. Yeah. The tablet I, I think, thought was weird though. That is that is weird. I mean, do you, you don't take it orally? I would think that that's what a tablet is, but the suppository is already what you're sticking up in right. there. So I feel like it, it would have to be. But then you have like. Poison, sperm poison running through your veins. <laughs> that is the most feminist thing I've ever heard. Also, do you just become a DC villain at that point or what? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> right. curious. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what was the um, the porn parodies? The, the Sperminator? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a great episode. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, You place it in the vagina no more than one hour before sex. So you can't go dancing at the club. No, you you better hurry that moves up. You better hurry up. You're on the clock. (laughs) (laughs) And you leave it in six to eight hours after sex. Yeah. Again, it's got a fail rate of 21%. Yeah, which, again, better than nothing. Better than nothing. And, you know, like we said before, if you mix these two, if you're to mix like a spermicide repository with a condom. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably good. The only thing you don't want to do is legitimately condom on condom because I know like young kids think that that is a smart idea. Like, like double ragging? Double bagging? It's like (laughs) my stepmom always says about. (laughs) Me and my dad. She goes, oh, your friends act. One's good. Two's better. <laughs> but not about condoms specifically, but it's just because we're like gluttonous excess, you right. know, freaks. But um again, not sexually, just like, you know, we were talking about drugs at the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. Anyway, yeah. So one is good, two is not better in this particular case. 
Gotcha. Do not use the Franzak method of fertility when it comes to condoms. Right. Anyway. Um, okay. The next one is, it's a lot to digest because it's so silly and it's very primitive, I guess you can say. Sure. But it's like, it's called fertility awareness based methods. And this is when you are relying on mm, basically nothing short of like an abacus. Remember how abacuses were the original sure. like <laughs> calculator? Mm-hmm. Like this is like the abacus to a TI-84 like cal- Texas <laughs> Instruments <laughs> graphing calculator. <laughs> like, yeah. This is the abacus to that. Okay. So... A monthly fertility plan is uh, something that you can do where, like, but you know what? There are some people, again, like, let's say you're Catholic or whatever religion or something that, like, you feel strongly that you can't use any of these other methods. And that's totally fine. We're not judging you. I'm just being an asshole. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, so this is where you determine your fertile days, your non-fertile days, and the days when fertility is possible, but unlikely. So if you have a regular menstrual cycle, they say that you'll have nine or more fertile days per month. And there's actually a really good, um, there is a form on the CDC website for this where you can, it's like a, it helps you calculate what days are like your most fertile days, right? Interesting. Yeah. And I'm going to just go ahead and, and explain the second one to you rather than jumping between us, because I think that I'll be able to explain it better than you will. Um, yeah. This, this one is, is lengthy. Yeah. So, so there's that one where you can just track your fertility days based on like your menstrual cycle. And basically like if you do it that way, you have like nine or more fertile days per month, depending on how normal your cycle is. Okay. Then there's the basal temp method. And so basically what this is, is like, it's, they say that your temperature rises 0.4 to 0.8 degrees Fahrenheit during ovulation. So with this method, you take your temperature when you very first wake up in the morning, like no activity, no nothing, no looking at your phone or brushing your teeth, like literally the second you wake up. Mm-hmm. You take your temperature, you track this for like a couple of months and you look and see what days of your 28 day cycle, your temp is rising in that 0.4 to 0.8 like range. Right. Okay. So when you track this for a few months, you'll be able to start to see when that time period is. And they have these things called basal temp thermometers that you can buy at the drugstore. It's like $10. Um, and it's just like more accurate than like a regular thermometer. Okay, it just sense. gets yeah, to I that. Because I was wondering how are you gonna yeah. like a normal uh, oral thermometer? You're not gonna be able to notice a point four to point eight percent difference, are you? Right. I mean, you might like a one, like a digital one. I don't even know if they really do the old school like mercury ones anymore. Right. Are you even allowed to sell mercury anymore? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my god. Speaking of which, this is a really weird side note. But like, do you remember like old school thermometers, like? Did your mom ever stick the thermometer up your butt? Not that I remember. I'm sure that <laughs> it's happened, but. <laughs> That's how, well, yeah, our mom used to do it that way. And it was so uncomfortable every time you had, like, you didn't want to be sick. 
Right. But when we were like really little, <laughs> no, mom, not, I'm sick. Like, I can go to school. It's fine. Yeah, like no, but like when we were like super, super little, not like once we got to be old enough to like you yeah, know fair. understand holding it in your own mouth. But right. <laughs> it was my, I guess it was like my first butt stuff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay, so back to the basal method. Uh, your temp rises, they say, 0. 0.4 to 0. 0.8 during this ovulation period, and use the basal temp thermometer to track that first thing in the morning. And um, they say that once you've like determined that you know period of time during your cycle, mm. uh, most people ovulate within three days of that temperature spike. So once gotcha. you've determined when that temperature spike is going to happen, then you know that like that's your most fertile time period. So you'll mm-hmm. want to go ahead and like be boning during that time period if you want to gotcha. get pregnant or not boning during that time period if you don't. Yeah. So this thermometer, is it oral? Is it vaginal? Is it rectal? It's just a regular ass thermometer. Like you just put it in your mouth. Um, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's just like, like I said, it's just slightly more accurate, like to the decimal points than yeah. other ones are. And it's just a little more sensitive than like normal ones are. So like you can probably buy a normal one, like for like three to five bucks, but this mm. one is like 10 bucks, but it's going to get to that more accurately. So makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but there are things that can affect like the effectiveness of this. So um, like for instance, I was laughing cause I was like, well, uh, this is a method I can never rely on <laughs> because right. things that can affect your basal temperature are drinking alcohol the night before, check, uh, check. <laughs> smoking cigs the night before, check. check, uh, poor night's sleep. Actually that I'm not worried about. I get a lot yeah. of sleep sometimes perhaps too much. Um, Fever, okay, that can happen, yeah. So that's why they Mm -hmm. say you want to track it over the course of several months and not just rely on, like, one month because you never know when you might just actually have a fever, right? Right. Um, And they also say performing normal activities before taking your temperature. So, like, even so much as, like, checking your phone or going to brush your teeth can raise your basal temperature. So, yeah, yeah, so there's just saying, like, the thing is, like, the key to this being accurate is doing it, like, the second you wake up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, what's next? Cool, cool. Are we on to... um... Emergency contraception. Emergency contraceptive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So number one is the copper IUDs. Um, So I'm trying to think, like, emergency... That means, like, plan D, right? Right. This is, means you had unprotected sex, and now you need to, like, figure out what you need to do. Sort of, yeah, plan B. Like, what, uh-oh, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, proactive about it, so now I have to be reactive about it. And a copper IUD falls under that category? They, well, they have ones that are, you just have to be able to get to get into your doctor within said period of time it's just nice because now they have ones that that you can do that with so instead of only relying on like the the pill Mm -hmm. they do have the ability to give you an iud and then it because it's so effective so right away gotcha interesting i've never heard of that uh and the second one is emergency contraceptive pills that's what we were just talking about with plan b Mm -hmm. that shit's expensive it's like 50 bucks a pill that's fucked up (laughs) you know what's more expensive Huh. A fucking baby. A fucking baby. <laughs> you know what else is more expensive? 
a fucking hmm. abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I got that 50 bucks fair. all day on that. Okay. <laughs> that is fair. I'll go no, suck another dick for 50 bucks if I have to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, um, up to five days after unprotected sex, these methods are effective. Mm hmm. That is interesting. Yeah, so you can take it up to five days after unprotected sex is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the motto is sooner the better. Yeah, so Makes the sense. sooner you take it after unprotected sex, the more effective it's going to be. Yeah, you don't have to wait the five days. You shouldn't wait the five days. Right, get out of your right. fucking drug coma, girl, and go to <laughs> Walgreens. <laughs> For five Spend minutes. the 50 bucks. Right. And then they're they're uh, available over the counter. Which is, God bless that. You used yeah. to have to get it prescribed. Mm. That could take five days. Girl, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, it's, again, with the emergency situation, and this is back in the day, like the pill, where you would have to be like, I can either stress out about this until my next period, or I can just go fucking get plan B. Mm-hmm. But it was like a hassle. Now you can just go to the fucking over-the-counter, which is a huge... It was like revolutionary right. for women, honestly. Yeah. So. And that goes back to that uh, sex, positive, sex positivity and yeah. the movement and making that happen. For sure. Yeah. So the next uh, type of contraception are permanent methods, mm-hmm. which even they say today that these aren't uh, quite so permanent, um, right. but because they can both be undone, um, yeah. the male more so than the female. But right. um, the first one is female sterilization, which is getting your tubes tied, as they say. Um, it's a surgical method where basically they go and they take the fallopian tubes and they literally, literally like shut them. Mm-hmm. They don't literally tie them in a knot or some weird like balloon animal <laughs> shit. <laughs> they don't make a giraffe out of your they don't. fallopian it's tubes. Like, oh, it looks like a dog. <laughs> Mine's a sword. <laughs> Everyone gets a sword. Right. Everyone gets a sword. Mine's a snake. <laughs> but um the cool thing is is like it's surgical seems very like oh you hear the coppers in my neighborhood i don't you don't are they they're chasing the chainsaw lady who was screaming they might be it sounds like they're about to come down this dog on the street Uh uh-oh do you hear it yet oh now i do yeah there it is dang Uh uh-oh they're literally getting super close. Is my kitchen on fire and I don't know it? <laughs> <laughs> There's always the weirdest shit going on in this goddamn neighborhood. Oh, no, they're literally driving by right now. No, I hear them. Holy shit, son. There they go. Holy shit. Did they stop in front of your house? No, I think it's like the intersection that's, you know how there's the intersection right next to me? Yeah. My house, yeah. Anyway, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> what if they're going to the water and hall? Oh, of course. <laughs> Someone's busted. Okay, anyway, sorry about that. There's always something going on in my neighborhood that, like, distracts us. Like, I have to... <laughs> Maybe I should start recording in Cullowee where nothing happens. 
(laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, okay. So, uh, yeah, permanent methods, female sterilization, getting your tubes tied. Okay, surgical sounds very, like, um, daunting. Mm-hmm. However, um, you can actually go home the same day. So it's an outpatient surgery. Um, it's effective immediately. Nice. And the fail rate is only 0.5%. That's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad at all. I it's, not, I, it's not IUD good, but it's pretty damn good. Right. The next one is male sterilization, which is also referred to as a vasectomy. Aren't you just which, dying to get this done, Brian? You bet. But um, let me read the, the points, and then I'll get to when I'm going to have this happen. <gasps> what? <laughs> so a vasectomy prevents sperm from leaving the penis. Um, ejaculate won't have sperm. And that's very important to the guys because, like, you still will come. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things to where I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do this. No, you still have ejaculate. There's just no sperm in it. Right. Uh, it's an outpatient surgery. Recovery time, less than one week. However, yeah. I'm going to get this done before March Madness so I can sit on my ass and watch fucking you basketball for a week. You did tell me that. You did tell me that. <laughs> how you were going to do it during March Madness. Yeah, that's You funny. fucking bet. Um, I, I hope I can get a vasectomy every year. So I can sit and watch basketball. Shut up. You don't even have a uh, job right now. <laughs> That's fair. Good point. What do you need to sit around on your ass for? You're already sitting around your ass all day, Brian. I know. <laughs> Left the house three times. <clears throat> so after the operation, uh, sperm amount declines. It can take up to 12 weeks to be sperm free. Yikes. I thought that, that was really interesting because the female, like the female surgery was effective right away. Yeah. But it was so important to know that it's not like, woo, once you have the vasectomy, you can just start fucking again in a week. Like, no. And I didn't know that. Like, it can take up to 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, so they were saying you have to get regularly tested by a doctor and like you have to keep coming in a cup until like your sperm is no longer in that until you have a cup free of sperm. Yeah. Don't threaten me with a, a good time. <laughs> <laughs> You're like twelve weeks once a week. God, I'm gonna need some new magazines in here. Is there a right. <laughs> is there a phone outlet? I'm gonna need to plug this in. Right. What's your Wi Fi password? <laughs> 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 it's like BBB free. <laughs> right. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And a fail rate of 0.15%. Yeah. That's good. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so interesting that, you know, we talked about all these different types of contraceptives, mm-hmm. and only the condom would prevent STDs. Yeah. And it just sucks because that's like the worst fucking contraceptive. Nobody wants to. It really wear a is. Condom. It really is. I feel like it hurts my vagina. It's just, and it's unnatural feeling. It doesn't. I don't know. Like you know, okay. And this is gonna sound so stupid. Like, or like, I'm not even being not serious about this. Like you know how like the sound of a rubbing balloon is like the right. It's like that's what it feels like inside of me. Mm. Like the rubbing of a balloon, but like the feeling of it, not like the sound necessarily. It's not like it's like, wah, wah. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> but it is very like it's just that feeling of like ugh, like yeah. ugh, I don't like I've it. never thought of it from that perspective, but oh, that makes sense. That yeah. does not sound enjoyable, not one bit. No, because yeah, you're yeah. on the inside of it, so you're not really like right. Yeah, but now the next time I'm gonna think about just this balloon right? on my penis, <laughs> and then you're gonna be like, oh my god, balloon animals and shit, like yeah. <laughs> Beth was so right about this. Yeah. You're like, okay, you're like, just a quick question out to, uh, you're like, would you say, like, it, like, think of a balloon? <laughs> <laughs> would you say, like, it feels like, you know, like, let's say you rub your hand over a balloon. She's like, Brian, wait, are you dirty talking me right now? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. This is science, scientific research for the show. Right. <laughs> oh oh my god well, well I think that's about as entertaining As you could make a Episode on contraceptives be You know what I'm very proud of it Because I was like Brian This is some boring ass content We gotta power through And make this shit funny <laughs> And I think we fucking nailed it I think we did it But also we're informative and educational at the same time Absolutely. Edutainment. Edutainment! <laughs> oh my god, you better hashtag that. Oh, you bet. I'm writing it down. Yeah. I'll probably spell it wrong. That's fine. If you do, <laughs> you should be embarrassed of yourself. In the meantime, do you have any shout outs? Nope. I do. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I have several. Uh, first of all, I'd just like to remind everybody to please like, follow, and share Western Carolina comedy on your social media. That is my new little pet project of a monthly show that I am doing here in Waynesville, North Carolina, bringing the best and brightest talent from across the country to the greatest city in this U.S. of A., Waynesville, North Carolina. <laughs> Okay, it's like top, uh, t- like top ten. Okay, like top yeah. one hundred. Right. Okay, it's like top number one places I live. It's like number one places where I have a house or an apartment at. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so but there is a great monthly show. We're gonna have a lot of really great artists on it. Uh, our very first show will be February twenty seventh at the Gem at Boo Jum Brewery. Uh, brewing, sorry, I always say it wrong, uh, but Brad Sativa, my little honey bunny from Nashville, is going to be here. Uh, also, Clinton Ricks and Rowan Young from Knoxville, Tennessee. Nice. And then I think I just lined up a really great March show where our boo-boos, Taylor Hearn and Elaine Jackson will be here. And also, I just confirmed... My new friend, Jess Cooley, out of Asheville, is going to be on that show, too. And also, hopefully, my new friend, Hillary Begley, who, by the way, Hillary was in a movie recently with Jennifer Aniston. No kidding. It is called Dumplin'. It is on Netflix, and she plays the aunt. Interesting. Yes. So, very cool to have met Hillary this weekend. The reason I met Hillary this weekend and the reason I met Jess this weekend was because I went to a show in Asheville where my good friend, Dual fucking Aldridge, was performing. 
He is in Huntsville, Alabama. So if you are anywhere near that area or if he is ever in your hood, go see my boy, Dual fucking Aldridge. He's is so... that his real middle name? Yes. No, it's not really. <laughs> I see Dual F Aldridge written down. I'm but like... he he literally goes by Dual F Aldridge. Like that's okay. yeah. Dual fucking Aldridge is what it is. So but Dual's like really God, I just getting to rehear him perform last night. It, he makes me laugh so hard. He does this whole... You would love him because he does this whole bit about <laughs> superheroes. And he's like, um, are we just going to ignore the fact that Robin was wearing underpants? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, none of you are superheroes. Everyone else wearing tights, something. Like, we're just going to forget about the fact that he's running around in a fucking... Like, <laughs> it's pretty good. And, um, yeah, it's just very smart humor, which I love. Um, also, Dual brought with him my new friend, Ari Kobler. And she is absolutely incredibly funny as well. And she is on a tour with Hillary and Bridget. I can't remember Bridget's last name, but it's called the Feral Hogs Tour. Mm-hmm. In the southeastern U.S. right now. So Hillary, Ari, and Bridget, and they're all wildly funny. So I would say instead of, like, f- feral, I would say wild, because it's wildly funny. And so, yeah. So Dual, F. Aldridge, Hillary Begley, Ari Kobler, and Jess Cooley. Go check all them awesome cats out. They're very good. Yeah. And I would also like to remind everybody that on March 31st in Knoxville, Tennessee, I will be opening for the wildly amazing and famous JT Haversat and Eddie Pepitone. That'll be an awesome show. Old Pep Dog. I can't believe it. It's going to be so good. So I'm so excited for that. And I also want to give a shout out to my gym, which is all about <laughs> fitness in Waynesville, North Carolina. Because they are not only an awesome gym that is only $25 per month, but they let me put up flyers for my show. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. So if you are in the Western North Carolina area, definitely go see Steve and Katara, and they are the owners, and they are awesome. They have really nice updated equipment, and they have, like, courses on the um ellipticals that i love where you can like i'm hiking through the mountains in new zealand and stuff and like all the shit's brand new and it's really nice and it's a very inexpensive place to work out so go to all about fitness good deal i like it yeah all right well you got anything else brian or you you know go to um www.ballwash.com yes and um, what was it, Frank20? If you enter that as the coupon code, you'll save 20% on all of your under-the-belt hygienic needs. That's right. Everybody that I've <laughs> talked to about this is like, are they sending you free samples? I was like, why do you need free samples when you get a fucking deal like that, bro? Like, go to the <clears throat> right. website, get it. Because I feel like that is it's such an awesome product. Yeah, absolutely. It's such an appropriate sponsor, too. So thank you, Ballsy. I agree. Yeah, thank you, Ballsy. We're excited to have you. So, Um, all right. Well, other than that, take care, you little Franks and Beanies. Take care, you little Franks and Beanies.